Welcome to Lexio Divina. The full prayer is about 30 minutes. For a prayer experience that's closer to 20, you're invited to end after the gong sounds twice in a row. We begin by taking a moment to bring ourselves fully present into the space, letting go of everything that has happened so far in the day. We become quiet and offer ourselves to God. As we become present, we take a deep breath, notice the breath, and God in the breath, reminding ourselves that God is always as close to us as our breath, remembering that any time we feel lost, we can always come back to the breath and the presence of God in the breath. We begin with the movement of Lexio, or reading. This is the time where we become acquainted with the word. We listen to the passage twice, first just being present with the word, and then listening more deeply. As we listen to the word for the first time, we are encouraged to listen as if we had never heard these words before. We can imagine the words of the passage washing over us and falling upon us like a gentle rain. We don't have to do anything special, just be with the word in this moment. All who make idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know, and so they will be put to shame. Who would fashion a god or cast an image that can do no good? Look, all its devotees shall be put to shame. The artisans, too, are merely human. Let them all assemble, let them stand up. They shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame. The ironsmith fashions it and works it over the coals, shaping it with hammers and forging it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line, marks it out with a stylus, fashions it with planes, and marks it with a compass. He makes it in human form with human beauty to be set up in a shrine. He cuts down cedars or chooses a home tree or an oak tree and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. 
then it can be used as fuel. Part of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Then he makes a god and worships it, makes it a carved image and bows down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over this half he roasts meat, eats it, and is satisfied. He also warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm, I can feel the fire. The rest of it he makes into a god. His idol bows down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Save me, for you are my God. They do not know, nor do they comprehend, for their eyes are shut so that they cannot see, and their minds as well, so that they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burned in the fire, I also baked bread on its coals, I roasted meat and have eaten. Now shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes. A deluded mind has led him astray, and he cannot save himself or say, Is not this thing in my right hand a fraud? As we listen to the reading for the second time, we notice if there is a word, phrase, or image that speaks to our heart. Sometimes our attention is drawn to words of comfort and sometimes to words of challenge. They are both a gift and we are encouraged not to judge and merely to notice. During the silence, we are invited to take in the word by gently reciting the word or phrase that has captured our attention over and over, or keeping our attention focused on the image. All who make idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know, and so they will be put to shame. Who would fashion a god or cast an image that can do no good? Look, all its devotees shall be put to shame. The artisans, too, are merely human. Let them all assemble, let them stand up. They shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame. The ironsmith fashions it and works it over the coals, shaping it with hammers and forging it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line, marks it out with a stylus, fashions it with planes, and marks it with a compass. He makes it in human form with human beauty to be set up in a shrine. He cuts down cedars or chooses a home tree or an oak tree and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it then it can be used as fuel. Part of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Then he makes a god and worships it, makes it a carved image and bows down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over this half he roasts meat, eats it, and is satisfied. He also warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm, I can feel the fire. 
The rest of it he makes into a god, his idol, bows down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Save me, for you are my God. They do not know, nor do they comprehend, for their eyes are shut so that they cannot see, and their minds as well, so that they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burned in the fire, I also baked bread on its coals, I roasted meat and have eaten. Now shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes, a deluded mind has led him astray, and he cannot save himself or say, Is not this thing in my right hand a fraud? As we read the passage a third time, we come into the movement of meditatio, meditation or reflection. This is the time to sit with the Word and allow the Word to come alive in our present lived experience. We, again, listen for the word, phrase, or image that draws our attention this time noticing where the word connects with us in our life. Is there something in our everyday reality that is touched by the word? All who make idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know, and so they will be put to shame. Who would fashion a god or cast an image that can do no good? Look, all its devotees shall be put to shame. The artisans, too, are merely human. Let them all assemble, let them stand up. They shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame. The ironsmith fashions it and works it over the coals, shaping it with hammers and forging it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line, marks it out with a stylus, fashions it with planes, and marks it with a compass. He makes it in human form with human beauty to be set up in a shrine. He cuts down cedars or chooses a home tree or an oak tree and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. 
He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. Then it can be used as fuel. Part of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Then he makes a god and worships it, makes it a carved image and bows down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over this half he roasts meat, eats it, and is satisfied. He also warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm. I can feel the fire. The rest of it he makes into a god. His idol bows down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Save me, for you are my God. They do not know, nor do they comprehend, for their eyes are shut so that they cannot see, and their minds as well, so that they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burned in the fire, I also baked bread on its coals, I roasted meat and have eaten. Now shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes, a deluded mind has led him astray, and he cannot save himself or say, Is not this thing in my right hand a fraud? As we listen to the passage a fourth time, we come into the movement of oratio, or prayer, where the heart responds to God. Again, we listen for the word, phrase, or image that draws our attention, and we notice, is there a prayer that begins to pray inside of us? Is it a prayer of thanksgiving? Is it a prayer of lament? Whatever the prayer, we allow it to occur. We are encouraged 
to have a conversation with God and listen to see if we are being called to a particular action, feeling, or way of being. All who make idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know, and so they will be put to shame. Who would fashion a god or cast an image that can do no good? Look, all its devotees shall be put to shame. The artisans, too, are merely human. Let them all assemble, let them stand up. They shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame. The ironsmith fashions it and works it over the coals, shaping it with hammers and forging it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line, marks it out with a stylus, fashions it with planes, and marks it with a compass. He makes it in human form with human beauty to be set up in a shrine. He cuts down cedars or chooses a home tree or an oak tree and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. Then it can be used as fuel. Part of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Then he makes a god and worships it makes it a carved image and bows down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over this half he roasts meat, eats it, and is satisfied. He also warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm, I can feel the fire. The rest of it he makes into a god. His idol bows down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Save me, for you are my god. They do not know nor do they comprehend, for their eyes are shut so that they cannot see, and their minds as well, so that they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burned in the fire, I also baked bread on its coals, I roasted meat and have eaten. Now shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes, a deluded mind has led him astray, and he cannot save himself or say, Is not this thing in my right hand a fraud?
as we listen to the passage for the final time, we come into the movement of contemplatio, or contemplation, which can be thought of as union with life. It is a time to deeply receive God's word and enjoy the benefits of the prayer. We allow the word to soak into us and rest in God's loving presence. Just as we rested in stillness with God at the beginning, we also rest with God at the close. We are encouraged to give ourselves some time to wait and be still before we re-enter life as usual. All who make idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know, and so they will be put to shame. Who would fashion a god or cast an image that can do no good? Look, all its devotees shall be put to shame. The artisans, too, are merely human. Let them all assemble, let them stand up. They shall be terrified, they shall be put to shame. The ironsmith fashions it and works it over the coals, shaping it with hammers and forging it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line, marks it out with a stylus, fashions it with planes, and marks it with a compass. He makes it in human form with human beauty to be set up in a shrine. He cuts down cedars or chooses a home tree or an oak tree and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. Then it can be used as fuel. Part of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Then he makes a god and worships it, makes it a carved image and bows down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over this half he roasts meat, eats it, and is satisfied. He also warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm, I can feel the fire. The rest of it he makes into a god. His idol bows down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Save me, for you are my god. They do not know, nor do they comprehend, for their eyes are shut so that they cannot see and their minds as well, so that they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burned in the fire, I also baked bread on its coals, I roasted meat and have eaten. Now shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes, a deluded mind has led him astray, and he cannot save himself or say, is not this thing in my right hand a fraud?
We have come to the end of today's Lexio. Thank you for joining today's practice, and may you go in peace to love and serve the Lord.